normal distribution of the Welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral here in New York, America's Parish Church. We're very happy to welcome our actual parishioners who are sitting in, in the pews. Some of them, it's the first time I've seen them since March. So great thing to see you. Uh, and the thousands that will be sharing our mass with us at this time and later today. Uh, we are so happy 
that we are live streaming this mass as we will uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, today we have a lot of little announcements and I'm gonna uh, congratulate a number of different people. Um, if you look on the altar, uh, we have two uh, flower arrangements given by uh, two lovely ladies and one is Christina and the other is Beata and Christoph. And they are in honor of Pro Professor Chisek, who died in Europe um, in these days, and they were unable to uh, go there for his funeral. So they came to St. Patrick's with these two uh, offerings of flowers in the professor's name and honor. We um, celebrate the 61st anniversary of Fred and Sandy Bamonte, and we're very happy for their great love that they shared for so many years. Um, the 69th wedding anniversary would have been for Irving and Beverly Prudhomme. So their family has asked us to pray for them in, in today's mass. And today in the United Kingdom, uh, a young lady is celebrating her birthday, Linda Harper. Uh, I think she's 29 years old, but I'm not really sure of the name. So we wish Linda a very happy birthday. And today in mass, we have a young man who was just baptized and he will receive his Holy Communion at this mass. Luang, to stand up. We can congratulate him on just being baptized. Luang was being prepared in another church uh, for Easter, the Easter vigil baptism and it wasn't able to happen. So uh, he came here and we were able to to baptize him and give him his first Holy Communion. If you notice, there are a lot of uh, candles lit uh, there in honor of the Weld family that have asked us to light a candle for a number of uh, wonderful people. So those are the announcements. Once again, I'm very grateful for all of the uh, contributions people have made, the people uh, that are virtually watching us and have been so generous. Uh, I just urge everybody to keep that going so that we can keep uh, going here at St. Patrick's, keep the lights on. Uh, keep our uh, being a beacon of hope for America uh, alive. Thank you. So that you may actively participate during the Mass, we ask that you download today's worship program on your smartphones or devices at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. We also ask that you please continue wearing your mask as you sing during Mass. As we begin our liturgy, we invite you to rise and to join in singing our bilingual English and Spanish entrance hymn, All Creatures of Our God and King. Creatures of our God and King, lift up your voices, let us sing. Alleluia, Alleluia. Bright burning sun with golden beams, soft silver moon that gently gleams. Oh, praise Him. Oh, praise him, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Viento veloz potente a luz, nube 
nubes en claro cielo azul. Alabarle, aleluya. Suave dorado amanecer, tu manto noche al extender. Alabarle, alabarle. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. My sisters, my brothers, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess, Almighty God, God, and to you, my and brothers, and brothers and sisters, that I have, have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, 
you alone are most high, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Let us pray. Draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness, that for those who glory in you as their creator and guide, you may restore what you have created and keep safe what you have restored. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost, drink wine and milk. Why spend your money for what is not bread, your wages for what fails to satisfy? Heed me and you shall eat well, you shall delight in rich fare. Come to me heedfully, listen that you may have life. I will renew with you the everlasting covenant, the benefits assured to David. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. feeds us, he answers all our needs. The hand of the Lord feeds us, he answers all our needs. The Lord is kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. How good is the Lord to all, compassionate to all his creatures. The hand of the Lord feeds us, he answers all our needs. The eyes of all to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The hand of the Lord feeds us, he answers all our needs. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his deeds. The Lord close to all who call him, who call on him in truth. The hand of the Lord feeds us, 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, what will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us? For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks. forth from the mouth of God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to the deserted place by himself. The crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their towns. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, this is a deserted place and it is already late. Dismiss the crowds so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, there is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, five loaves of bread and two fish are all that we have here. Then he said, bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up the fragments left over, 12 wicker baskets full. Those who ate were about 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. 
The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Very often in the Bible, there are stories of feedings and dinners and eating this or that. Um, certainly the book of Leviticus is filled with prohibitions about certain foods and uh, laws about what can be eaten and when it can be eaten. But the New Testament is just filled with instances of Jesus or somebody else talking about food, uh, dinners, last suppers, today the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, over and over again, there are so many parts of the, the gospel stories that mention eating and, and food. And so that's one of the reasons I want to say a few words today about um, the food that is most important to us as Christians, the, most, the food that has been, uh, we've been deprived of for, for some time uh, because of the coronavirus and because of the shutting of the churches. But now, thanks be to God, many churches have been opened and here at St. Patrick's we're able to give the food of angels to the people who come here. But still, so many of our brothers and sisters are, are without the Eucharist or without receiving um, the body of Christ in a sacramental form. And that's a real sorrowful uh, tragedy that we're going through as, as church and as the people of God. Uh, having a virtual mass that we have today uh, offering uh, being offered to so many thousands of men and women throughout our country and throughout the world is, is something good, but it's certainly not the same as receiving the food of angels, the body and blood of Christ. I have a story that um, I've told a number of times over the years, um, and so if you've heard it, and the people uh, who are here in the pews may have heard this story even more than once because it, it touches my heart. And when we were going through all of this time when so few people were able to receive Holy Communion, I said, um, if I get a chance, I'm going to tell the story of what happened when I was a young priest. So uh, this was in 1971. I had just been ordained a priest in May. And during the summer, three of us from my class, three newly ordained priests, went down to Colombia in South America. And I was there in a, in a small little hospital for a couple of weeks. Uh, ministering to the to the patients uh, and saying mass in the chapel. Um, the chapel was uh, part of the hospital, and some of the patients would go to mass. Some of the staff and some people from the village uh, around it. It was a town called Caicedonia in Colombia, a great place for for coffee uh, there. So each day I would say mass around five o'clock, and. Every day, um, there would be a lady who would always come up last. She was the last person in line, and I would give her communion like everybody else. And so I was there for two weeks, and at the end of the two weeks, I announced to the people at my last Mass that it would be the last one for a while. And they only had Mass when a priest would be coming by, so it was, it was rare. So I announced it, and uh, I'm back in the sacristy taking off my vestments, and in comes that lady who always received communion last. So she said, Father, I, I really want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for offering 
this mass for these two weeks. I said, well, I'm happy to do it. I was a little bit surprised because my Spanish wasn't that good. So I could have seen people saying, I don't know if we understand this guy. So um, she said, let me explain why. And she said something to me that has, has moved me for the last almost 50 years. She said, I'm a leper. She had the disease, Hansen's disease. And she said, because of that, um, I, I don't associate with anybody in the town. I can't go to, the, uh, to get the water, my water every day, except very, very early in the morning before anybody else goes for their water. I can't go to the church because the town is a very big, beautiful Spanish colonial church because of my illness and, and people would not be happy if I did. So the only time I can receive my Lord is when somebody comes to the chapel here and says mass for us. And it means so very much to me to be able to, to receive the body and blood of Christ. And so I, I'm kind of listening to all of this and I'm just tremendously impressed by her faith and her knowledge of, of, her, of her religion, of the Catholic religion. And uh, she said, and I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. So then she left and I had to ponder that. I had to think about that. Now I was a young priest, just ordained like two months, I think by that time. Now young priests uh, think they know everything. I was just like that. I thought I knew everything. We were gonna change the world. We were gonna uh, make everything so much better than it had been. Uh, but this lady taught me more about the Eucharist and what it means and what it means not to be able to receive it than I ever learned in the seminary. Um, she loved the Lord dear, deeply and dearly and she was better than many of my professors in the seminary teaching me about the Eucharist and about the sacraments. So I bring that story up because it reflects so much of what so many people have been going through the since March since the Ides of March, when the church is closed in many parts of our country. People are not able to receive the body and blood of Christ because the, uh, the illness prevents them from leaving their homes or because of age or other illnesses that they have. Uh, they can't come to large gatherings or they can't come to churches. So that um, lack of receiving Holy Communion is a is great sorrow for so many people. We who are here in church today are able to receive Holy Communion. Luang, who just was baptized a few, uh, about an hour ago, will be able to receive his first Holy Communion and, and join us at the table of the Lord. So the feeding of the 5,000 that the gospel talks about is, a, uh, is like a premonition of what it would be uh, for the feeding of the thousands and thousands of people who are Christians who come to the table of the Lord and receive Holy Communion uh, in the form of, of, of bread and the, the sacramental aspects of the bread and the wine that we offer in Mass. And that's a, a precious thing. And uh, I want to emphasize for, for all of us how very, very important it is uh, that we have been given uh, the body and blood of Christ and we have been given not, not only something that's a symbol, but something that's actually as we say in, in the old way of professing it, the body and blood, the soul and divinity of Christ when we receive Holy Communion uh, ourselves. So it's part of the treasures 
of what life is all about, our Christian life is all about. And when things come back to some kind of normality and the people of God are able to come uh, to their churches and celebrate uh, the Eucharist, then the words of the second reading that we had today will come to fruition once again. What can separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing can separate us. All of the things that St. Paul wrote down, can any of them uh, separate us? No. What has separated us in, in, a, in a way is, is illness, but we are coming back to the understanding that nothing can separate us from the love of God. It, it, it can separate us from the church, can separate us from community, but it can't separate us from the love of God. So on today's Sunday, as we listen to the story of the feeding of the, the 5,000, we know that the Lord has fed us uh, not with loaves and fishes, but with his precious body and blood. And for, for us who are able to continue receiving it, it's a tremendous blessing. And for our brothers and sisters who are still deprived of that, it's something to look forward to and something to pray for. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me now in the profession of the Christian faith. <clears throat> I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us now pray as God's holy people for the needs of our church, our world, and ourselves. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Bolin, for all bishops, priests, and those who guide us in faith, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who work for the defense of life from its first moment, and for those who work for peace and for justice, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have experienced sexual violence, abuse, or harassment, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For American military throughout the world, especially those who are in harm's way, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are suffering from the coronavirus, that they may be healed, and for the happy repose of all who have died from this sickness in recent weeks, 
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace and reconciliation among all communities in our country, for the recognition of the dignity and worth of all our brothers and sisters, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear, hear our, our prayer. For leaders to promote justice, peace, and care for the hungry and homeless of the world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. For all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. O Lord, our God, we ask you to listen to our prayers. We bring them to you in the name of our brother and savior, the Lord Jesus, who is with you in the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. Please join in singing our offertory hymn as we gather at your table. sisters, pray that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the, may the Lord, the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. Graciously sanctify these gifts, O Lord, we pray, and accepting the oblation of this spiritual sacrifice, make of us eternal offering to you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you so love the world that in your mercy you sent as the Redeemer 
to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you love in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim. created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. 
May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Patrick and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the purpose of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O Lord, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Lord, my brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to sing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us share with each other the sign of peace. You take away the sins of the world. 
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I am not, not worthy, worthy that you should enter my roof, but only but say only the say word, word, and my soul, soul shall be healed. healed. We ask that you join in singing a communion hymn, O Living Bread from Heaven.
Lord, grant me that the strengthen with heavenly food while he my course on earth is lengthened. I serve with holy fear, and when you call my spirit to leave this world below, I enter through your merit where joys unmingled it has long been a Catholic understanding that when circumstances prevent one from receiving Holy Communion, it is possible to make an act of spiritual communion, which is a source of grace. Spiritual communion is an ardent desire to receive Jesus in the most holy sacrament and lovingly embrace him at a time or in circumstances when, when, when one cannot receive him in sacramental communion. The most common reason for making an act of spiritual communion is when a person cannot attend mass. Acts of spiritual communion increase our desire to receive sacramental communion and help us avoid the sins that would make us unable to receive Holy Communion worthily. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Accompany with constant protection, O Lord, those you renew with these heavenly gifts, and in your never-failing care for them, make them worthy of eternal redemption. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Cardinal Dolan, each summer, spends the months of Je uh, July and August visiting the parishes upstate New York. Uh, the Archdiocese of New York includes three boroughs of uh, the city and then seven upstate counties. And so during the summer, he does that and then he has other responsibilities uh, of being a, a cardinal, a, a 
responsibilities here in America and uh, throughout the world. So during these two months, you, you won't really see him probably until uh, we come back in September. So um, that's the explanation because a number of people have asked me where he is. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks, Peter. It's wonderful to see so many people here in church and so many thousands uh, walking and praying with us today. Thanks. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, There's a Wideness in God's Mercy. in God's mercy like the wideness of the sea. There's a kindness in his justice which is more than liberty. There is plentiful redemption in the blood that has been shed. There is joy for all the members in the sorrows of the head.